Hello and welcome to the Zero PM podcast. This is a podcast where we're going to talk about protecting the environment and human health from pollution caused by persistent and mobile substances. Zero PM is going to prevent, prioritise and remove these substances from the environment. Zero PM is a research and innovation project funded by the European Union's Horizon 2020 programme. Hello, my name is Ian Cousins. I'm a professor in environmental chemistry based at the Department of Environmental Science at Stockholm University in Sweden. I'm originally from England, but have been living in Sweden for over 20 years. I lead Work Package 2 on alternatives assessment in the Zero PM project. In Work Package 2, Stockholm University has hired two PhD students, Luke and Roman. Another PhD student, Eleni, is funded by the Swedish Research Council PORMAS and is doing related work. Eleni is closely collaborating with the two Zero PM PhD students and joins this podcast. In Work Package 2, in collaboration with Work Package 5, Stockholm University will make a database of uses of per- and polyfluoroalkyl substances, or PFAS, and other persistent and mobile substances. This uses database will be linked to a database of potential alternatives to these harmful substances. Stockholm University will also contribute to the further development and application of the essential use concept and contribute to the work on chemical alternatives assessment led by Chalmers University. Hey, my name is Luc and I'm from Switzerland. My background is in mathematics and statistics and I've done a master in environmental science at Stockholm University where I analyze pollutants in serum samples. Hey, I'm Eleni and I'm from Germany. I have a bachelor's degree in chemistry and a master's degree in environmental science. So my focus is more on environmental and analytical chemistry. As Ian said, uh, my project is funded by FORMAS, but as my work is strongly related to Zero PM's objectives, I'm collaborating with the Zero PM researchers. Hello, my name is Romain. I come from France and I have a background in environmental chemistry. And more specifically, I specialize in risk assessment and risk management of hazardous chemicals. Of course, I know this already, guys, but can you tell the listeners the focus of your project and why it's important? I'm currently focusing on PFAS. All PFAS contain at least one fully fluorinated carbon, which makes most of the substances in the class highly persistent. Many PFAS are also mobile, making them PM substances. The use of PFAS started in the manufacture of organofluorine refrigerant in the 1920s. As the fluorochemical industry expanded, Teflon was discovered and used for military application in the 1940s. Since then, a wide range of commercial applications has emerged. About 17 million compounds with organofluorine have now been synthesized or described, and there may be as many as 6 million PFAS. However, many of these PFAS will not be commercially relevant. To be able to assess which PFAS should be scrutinized more carefully, it is important to have a clearer view of what compounds are out there and what properties and uses they have. Once I have determined the boundaries of the PFAS universe, I will, in collaboration with Work Package 5, determine properties, uses, and alternatives for the relevant substances. I investigate use cases of PFAS that Luke described earlier by applying analytical methods such as the fluorine mass balance approach. Due to their unique physical chemical properties, they are used in a really wide range of consumer products and industrial applications. Often we don't know how widely they are used in certain products and applications and even which compounds are used. 
Chemical analysis is a useful tool for answering these questions. The chemical class of PFAS comprises a huge and diverse spectrum of compounds and it can be therefore quite challenging to analyze them, especially when you have samples with diverse matrices. A fluorine mass balance can be a good proxy to get an idea if there is organofluorine in a product in the first place. Identifying the structure then of the compound is another story. The project can provide further data on what compounds are used and when we understand why they are used, it hopefully helps to also find alternatives, which, which is what Romain works with. I hope the project can help the transition to more PFAS-free products and applications. As Luke and Elidie already mentioned, PFAS are used in a wide range of applications. However, due to their extreme persistency, the European Commission is aiming to phase out all PFAS from all their uses and to replace them with safer alternatives. Unfortunately, past experiences have shown that in some cases, hazardous chemicals were replaced with other chemicals which turned out to be just as hazardous. Therefore, I will focus on chemical alternative assessments, which are tools used to identify potential alternatives to hazardous substances and to evaluate concern that could arise from their uses in order to avoid regrettable substitution from happening. Okay, guys, can you shortly describe your projects? So I will look into specific uses of PFAS within building materials, electronics, and plastics. We use ion combustion chromatography to determine the total fluorine content of a product, then extract it to measure the organofluorine content combined with a targeted analysis of the well-known PFAS, using liquid chromatography coupled with mass spectrometry. Having these three different estimations, we can identify the fraction of unknown PFAS. However, in order to get the identity of the PFAS used, we might also apply other analytical methods, such as infrared spectroscopy, for instance. Subsequently, we are going to look for feasible and safer alternatives for the specific use cases of PFAS, for which the difficulty of this can vary from case to case. My project is complementary to suspect and non-target screening methods that are currently developed and applied. It will help select compounds that have a higher probability of being found in environmental samples. My aim is to apply machine learning, which boils down to teaching a computer to find patterns in a large data set, and map the PFAS universe in order to get a better view of what compounds are relevant and hopefully for what functions. On my side, I will focus on understanding the challenges and limits of current alternative assessment frameworks, especially related to the consideration of the uncertainty and potential data gaps during the decision-making to select a suitable alternative. My objective is to develop novel methods to tackle these challenges, which would be easy to use for practitioners. Uh, this method will then be used on concrete case studies of uses of various types of persistent and mobile substances. Thanks for those answers. One more question left. How does your work fit within the Zero PM project and how is it linked to the work of others? My specific use cases can be the base for the case studies on which the refined alternatives assessment will be applied on, as Ramar has already mentioned. In the case of Luke's work, more data can be added to the database regarding the uses and functions of PFAS and hopefully give a clearer picture on what compounds are out there on the market. My project shares some aims with Work Package 5 of the European project, namely to compile information on structures, properties, uses and emissions of PM substances and their alternatives, and to group PM substances based on specific molecular substructures.
This will make it possible to prioritize them for chemical management actions. My work will ensure that the alternatives to the groups of PM substances, which will be prioritized by the work package 5, are indeed safer. Furthermore, it should also help Eleni in her project to ensure that replacing PFAS with the alternative that she will identify will not result into regressible substitution. Thanks a lot for joining this podcast. Goodbye, and I hope you will join us again in the near future to hear more updates on our projects. Zero PM. Zero pollution of persistent and mobile substances. This project has received funding from the European Union's Horizon 2020 Research and Innovation Programme under Grant Agreement Number 10103675